This is Floor Radio. This is the second part of a two-part conversation. We're talking with Fred Reinhardt. He's a retailer out of Philadelphia. He owns Reinhardt Carpet Outlet. What about the products that you're selling? Are they a good deal different now than they were, say, before the recession? We've learned how to do a better job of selling better goods. Um, in our store, at retail price points of $14 a yard and down to $6, that's our core stock-keeping group, and we have an awful lot of goods that we stock. But in our showrooms and in our one building, we actually break it up into four different areas of the store where we show goods. And we do that to make it easier for our customers to shop the store so that they shouldn't feel so overwhelmed that the showroom is, my goodness, what have I walked into here? (laughs) It's still overwhelming to the untrained eye when you walk in, but it's easier for us to qualify you and get you out of that mode of, oh, my goodness, what am I doing here? as opposed to what we want to put you into the mood is, hmm, now that I'm here, let's really get what I want. So towards that end, we've learned how to do a better job of selling better or what we'll call higher-priced goods. And in our store, cut-order goods, as opposed to stock-keeping goods, we generally will sell now in the mid-20s to mid-30s, plus padding and labor. And we're doing a better job. We, I don't know, David, it took us a long time to figure out how to sell dense, heavy, eight-pound pad. For years, we were always selling four-pound pad, six-pound pad. But gee whiz, we step up into the premium pad world now. And my goodness, it's not unusual for us to be selling jobs that are in the 40-ish to 50-ish dollar a yard range now. First off, because we're selling it with confidence. Second off, because we're offering it. And third off, guys like Shaw make a particularly good product with consistency and reliability and dependability so that when we make promises to people that the turnaround times are indeed as swift as they can be based on the fact that especially somebody like Shaw who keeps an enormous amount of cut-order inventory on hand and can move it through from Dalton through their distribution centers in our instance in New Jersey and into Philadelphia, my goodness, David, what a pleasure to have a big brother for a supplier that can help you deliver a four, five, seven thousand dollar order, get your goods within seven to ten days, be done and be paid. Wow, that's a wonderful that's thing to be bad. able to do in business. Now, you, you've always said you sell the masses and not the classes. Now, the fact that you've got a broader trading area, does that mean that you're getting different people in that are buying these better goods? Or are the masses suddenly buying things that are more expensive than they used to? I appreciate you quoting me, David. You're becoming a disciple. Um, (laughs) I am. I've always been a disciple. And and I appreciate that, David. And um, you're right. We still sell the masses. And we're doing a better job of selling the classes is what's happening now. So as things change and evolve, I guess some of my... uh, some of my truisms or my Freddy factoids are going to have to be modified and updated to, to, to go with the times. We absolutely are selling still much of our mass quantities to the masses. And in addition to that, our best growth opportunities have been in upgraded goods to, to 
any class of character, or not character, but any class of clientele that wants to come in and buy our goods. I gotcha. Now, so 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 you pretty much have felt that you left you've left money on the table in the past. David, I was late coming to the party. I admit it. Uh, I mean, one of the things you've got to do in business is you live, you grow, you change, or you die. We're not ready to uh, we're not ready to go to the gates yet, and <laughs> we have too much still that we want to do. And uh, David, selling carpeting has always been a pleasurable experience for us. If everything goes according to Hoyle, and you do what you're supposed to do, and we do what we're capable of doing. At the end of the day, when the job is done and we are paid and you have your rugs and you're getting on with your life and we're selling the next customer, there's all kinds of smiles on everybody's faces. Our products go with good feelings and good times for people, not only for our customers but for ourselves. We want to keep that going. Now that you're selling you know, the, the classes as well as the masses, and you're selling really different different kind of goods than you did even six, seven years ago. You ever thought about expanding? And I know we've talked about this before, but expanding into other things, some hard surface wood, laminate, LVT. I think you sell some vinyl, I think, don't you? Well, we sell a lot of over-the-counter, do-it-yourself type flexible vinyl products that come from a variety of makers. And we hardly sell it off of display or cut order we largely sell it off of remnant and or roll good buys that we'll make. And we pre-cut a lot of the stuff into sizes that we think are good sellable sizes. With us, it's all about trying to keep a really low price in the do-it-yourself category of vinyl flooring. We've recently brought in some self-stick tiles, the laminate types, the imports from China. Eh, that's just to have a good low price point so that people who come in looking at the low end find something and don't walk away and give it to the local dollar stores uh-huh. or go back to uh, some other place that may offer it. And, by the way, in that kind of a product, those kinds of schmatis and cheap things and really inexpensive and low-end, low-quality uh, laminate floors, it's, it's not just flooring operators that sell them. In the urban areas, there's a lot of uh, dollar or variety stores around town that have a variety of goods in their stores. And more and more, you're also seeing this with rugs now, David, where more and more of the national chains that come in, you know, everybody's got a rug department anymore. Now, maybe they don't have a lot of rugs, but the fact that they may have four or five or ten different rugs that they stock in one or two or three different sizes, uh, wasn't too long ago that the only place you'd generally find rugs that were ready to go were the mass merchants. And they've always been selling rugs, like the Walmarts and the Kmarts and the Pennies of the world and the Targets of the world. But, geez, the linen stores now, the import stores, it's uh, rugs and inexpensive price points of flooring materials have become uh, commoditized. And it's easier for the makers to sell through to the masses, through mass channels of distribution. So that's a, that's a, that's a factor we have to deal with. And, and again... Our depth of inventory and our breadth of inventory sets us apart from the competition, and uh, we hold up really well with comparison to our competition. I've got you. Talk about your whole philosophy as it uh, as it relates to to rugs. You know, how many do you have? How many do you display? In rugs, uh, ready-made rugs, ready to uh, go out the door on your shoulder or folded up and put in your car or delivered. Uh, we're probably sitting, David, with. Uh, in excess of, mm, I'd say about a thousand pieces of machine-woven goods, 
and in our uh, we try and simplify it so we sell them mostly in three sizes a small a medium and a large and the small can run an approximate four by six mediums to approximate five by eight to six by nines and the largest for us are seven to eight by tens and elevens we go to full-size 9x12s in ready-made bound rugs, traditional Broadland carpets that have been bound. Uh, there we have a couple of thousand of those kinds of things in our, in our Broadland selection of remnant rugs available to go. But in, in woven goods, yeah, David, I'm about 1,000, probably 1,100 pieces as of today. And in price points, we'll range from the inexpensive one-ply polypropylene rugs on up into uh, some really nice machine-woven goods, particularly uh, some of the Belgium and Turkish imports we have, as well as uh, a really handsome selection and collection from Shaw Industries out of the Shaw Living side. I got you. So that's a really important uh, uh, aspect for, for you. You sell, I mean, a lot of people come in just for the rugs, it sounds like. Oh, David, more and more of our customers are coming in for rugs only or area rugs to be sized or modified from Broadwing kind of goods. Uh, you know, we recognize that the shift in taste have gone back towards wood and hard surface, whether it be laminate or vinyl, and whether that be sheet or tile. And we're seeing, even though we don't go after that new installation of wood or laminate or tile, we're, we're not a hard surface house, David. We're unique. Again, uh, we, we, we position ourselves as the soft surface specialists to the tri-state area, and where we dabble on the hard surface side, it's largely on a do-it-yourself basis. And my, my good friend Scotty Sandlin at Shaw Industries, he keeps telling me how I'm going to be a big hitter in hard surface, and I don't disbelieve him. Right now, I just don't have the room to do it in the way I would envision wanting to do it right, and nor do I have access to the installers because it's a different specialty skill that goes with those successful installations compared to the soft surface guys. And I do have soft surface guys that can put in hard surface, but uh, I'm not ready yet to make that commitment to jump into that. That's a that's a whole other specialty side of the business, and I just don't feel we're ready for that still yet, David. It's all, it sounds like almost, in a way, if you had had more space, you might do it a little bit sooner. The answer to that is maybe, but I'd tell you this, David. If I had more space, I would have higher price points in my stock-keeping lines of Broadland, and I'd probably bring in even more area rugs of, of, a, of a category that don't stock at this time. I got you. Because... I could see that I'd get a really quick return on that investment by having it. And I'm not telling you that I lose business by not having it, but I could do more business if I had more goods. And if I had more space, I could, I could put in more goods. So, 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 so really, customers that maybe haven't been to your store before and they're buying carpet, they see you as the carpet specialist, and you're probably taking them away from a store that's a lot closer to where they are, you know, where, they're, where they live. We don't see as many specialty singular retail operators as we used to, David. And our competition, I tell you again, is the big boxes and Empire. Those are the names that we hear consistently from all of our clientele, whether they be well-heeled and from the suburbs or whether they be local hip-hoppers from the neighborhood. 
and we 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 should, I myself am in a Home Depot or a Lowe's usually three or four times a month, not only doing my own purchasing, but uh, I love to go spend time and see what's new and different in the hard surface and carpet departments at those stores these days. I sure learn a lot by going in there and seeing what's going on, and I'm constantly checking them for trends and colors and price points and inventory levels. And, David, if, if, if I learn anything by being out there in the world, my sense is that it's very true when you have John Trivers or uh, um, I don't the guy from Kansas, Bud Tom, Jennings. Tom Jennings, you, yeah. Or Tom Jennings, right. Yeah, Bud, Bud was, was his father. father. That's right. Yeah. Uh, when, when Tom and Jonathan come on and they talk with you about issues like, how many people are selling goods compared to what it used to be five and six years ago? We've definitely seen that there's fewer and fewer outlets and sources of my kind of direct competitive products in my marketplace. And if you magnify that by what goes across the country, uh, maybe just by being a survivor is also helping us capture more market share because people are now forced to find new and different sources from yeah, where they're used to yeah. buying. But, but more, more important than any of that, David, is the Internet stuff, the web-based marketing activities. Uh, where you've got to be able to reach where the people are. We as retailers, whatever business we're in, David, we must, we must employ and utilize the technology and the channels of communication that are available to us to reach the, the clientele. If you're not doing that, David, you're, 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 you're not going to be successful in these times. I hear you. Um, in installation, you had mentioned that a little while earlier, Talk about how you uh, how you handle that, and obviously you seem to be really aware that you know you want to treat your customer right from beginning to end, and the end process is the installation. That's awfully important. How do you make sure that they leave the impression with the customer that you want them to leave? How do you assure that? It starts with having good installers. They you qualify, you check out, and you hold them accountable for what they do, and if and when you have any issue at all that requires attention, you tend to it right away. So uh, we have a, uh, another one of our Freddy factoids is, hey, if we screwed up, fix up fast. And customers appreciate that. Customers know that we don't live in a perfect world. And customers know that if you're giving an honest effort and if you're giving dependable service, sometimes that may mean you get a little more service because maybe the seam did break open or the ripple did come back or oh, we forgot to move the furniture to the right place, or oh, we did what with the trash, or we didn't take the trash. Uh, any and every issue that gets tended to, take care of it promptly, right then and there. Let's not wait. Don't, don't dawdle, Amaryllis. Don't dilly-dally. Get it done. This is going to conclude part two of a three-part series. This is a conversation with Fred Reinhardt. He owns Reinhardt Carpet Outlet. That's a retail operation in Philadelphia. We'll air the third and final part of this series tomorrow. This is Floor Radio.